can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. So Hannah, I am bursting with excitement because this is a life goal right here today. We are speaking to dermatologist Dr. Sandra Lee, aka the Dr. Pimple Popper herself. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm speaking to you guys. Is it the middle of the night over there? It's the opposite. It's opposite over there, isn't it? It's opposite. So we're in the morning. Oh, okay. And you're in the afternoon over there. So the time difference is actually not too bad with California. It's not too bad. Now, I wanted to start by asking you, you probably get asked this all the time, but can you tell us how did you actually become Dr. Pimple Popper? Did you ever envision becoming a social media sensation when you started posting videos online? The the answer is no. I mean, I didn't, I did (laughs) not expect this to necessarily happen, but I did see it start happening. I mean, it didn't just happen you know, obviously there was effort that was put into it, but it yeah. was more that it kind of happened almost by accident. I mean, I, I started an Instagram page and just decided to show a little window into my world because dermatology is a really visual field. So I figured that was really when people were just posting food or travel videos or fashion things. So I just, in a silly way, thought, oh yeah, my stuff will fit in right there with all that other, you know, kind of foofy stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I initially, early on, I posted a blackhead video and I was shocked at the attention that it got. I didn't you know, I had already been working at least a decade as a dermatologist, and I never really caught on to the fact that, well, actually, I had seen that some people really did like pimple popping, but it never registered to me that they would like to watch it. So I just happened to post that, and I got a noticeable attention that I thought, this is really weird. And I did remember one of my staff members used to like this kind of stuff. In fact, she'd almost push me away when we had like a big cyst, like she got all excited and she had to call her mom. And I thought she was really weird to do that. But And so I did it again and it happened again. And it just from then on, I thought, oh, what is this? I see all these you know, people that are following me. Let me see how big I can build it. And that was five years ago. And then look at where we are now. Now we have, you know, so many amazing things that have come from pimple popping (laughs) and including a TV show that also airs in, you know, in Australia and um, my skincare line, which we're working on getting to Australia. That's so exciting. I'm one of those weird people that loves pimple popping videos. I cannot get enough of them. Like the more gruesome, the better. Yeah. And and there are many (laughs) like you too. And so interesting because you understand which is something that I had to learn really that people, it makes you feel relaxed. It actually decreases mm. anxiety. It's like soothing. A lot of people watch these videos to help them to sleep at night, which I think people <laughs> who aren't what we call Papa Hugs, they think it's crazy, but I get it. I see that there's this 
kind of like it's a little bit hypnotic, you know, like really kind of, in fact, even nurses on the COVID ward, I've heard them say like, you know, they have so much stress going on at work. And the first thing they do when they come home is they watch a pimple popping video because it helps them to relax. So, so it's so nice that I can actually do something in a way, use the skills that I've learned, you know, through my career to make people feel happier. And it's weird that it's pimple popping that makes people feel happier. Yeah, well, on that. So some people like Joe, you really love pimple popping content. And as you said, find it really relaxing. And others, probably more like me, can't bear to watch it. Is there like an element of psychology involved with pimple popping videos and why we either love them or hate them? Uh, Well, I don't know for sure, but there's certainly been a lot of people who have guessed at, at what this might be. I think that either way, you really you really like it a lot or you dislike it. And I think there's not very mm-hmm. much in between. And um, I feel like it's it's like people who like to jump out of planes. Like I do not like to jump out of planes. I will never jump yeah. out of a plane. <laughs> but there are some people who love that. So it's just it's that similar kind of thing. I do think that there are more people who like pimple popping than people who like jumping out of planes. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, at least I think so. I, I maybe I don't hang out with those people and I hang out more with pimple poppers. But um, it's a, a thing that makes some people just have this rush of exhilaration, kind of like jumping mm. out of a plane. It makes them feel like good to be alive. Mm. Yeah, it's that anticipation of like the blackhead popping out of the skin. And then it does come out and you're just like, oh, that's just so satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, I think that people feel like too, maybe that it's sort of like a putting things back in place where they when they're out of place. So maybe like a little obsessive compulsive or OCD kind of cleanliness Mm -hmm. and just, you know, things going back to where that they should be. Uh, That's another thing that people think about. And I think there's also people who just like the whole, it's like a whole story. There's like a happy ending in the end, you know, where you Mm -hmm. have something that causes some dissonance at like a, like a movie or like a roller coaster where you have something that causes like you to stress out and then the stress is gone at the end. And that's the part that we like. Yeah, totally. Now I've watched a lot of episodes of your show and a lot of things on YouTube and IGTV and You get some pretty amazing concerns come through, like people that have had growths for years. And as Australians, we're very lucky to have the health system we have. And I'm sure a lot of people wonder in Australia how some of your patients get to the point that they do with the concerns that they have. So what's the most common reason that a patient would leave a concern like a massive lipoma or something untreated? It can be very expensive to do these sorts of procedures because there are many of the things that I deal with, at least on the show, that is, are not life-threatening. So insurance wouldn't really cover it. But I will tell you, similarly, what's interesting is I will get patients from Australia. I'll get patients from Canada. I'll get patients from countries that that have universal health care to help treat with these conditions. So I think all another part of this is the fact that people are scared a lot of time. You know, people are just scared to see a doctor in general. So they might let things grow and leave it alone and hope that it will they'll wake up the next day and it's gone. But it keeps growing and then suddenly it's out of control and then they're scared of who they're going to see. And for some reason, I have people feel like they know me, even though I might be across on the other side of the of the world and they want to come see me to have them treat something, which I don't recommend necessarily because, I mean, I'm very humbled and honored by that. But there's many people between me and, and where they live to, to see. But I think that people also have this sort of trust, you know, you, you feel like you can connect to that person and you feel like you know them already. Mm. 
So you deal with everything from cysts to blackheads to, I don't even know what this is, Joe, lip, limb. Lipomas. <laughs> What is, what is the lipoma? So, yeah, we deal with, I really deal with everything. So the lucky thing, too, about doing this Dr. Pimple Popper stuff is that um, I am more of a surgical dermatologist. So I do mm-hmm. do a lot of surgeries and more like extensive surgeries. And so this, so I really kind of spread this out to be like anything that can kind of pop out of your skin. And one of the things that actually has a nice sort of pop and they can grow pretty large, too, are what we call lipomas. Lipomas are just clonal collections of fat cells. It's as if one fat cell just decided like they were going to divide upon itself and create a clonal population, like a little utopia, I say, like a little happy area in the body where it's just them and nobody else. Um, And they're benign. They're not life-threatening, but sometimes, and they don't always do this, but sometimes they grow and grow and then they become more of a cosmetic issue, obviously. I feel like these aren't the things that I want to Google images. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. You don't need to. You can watch a little, you know, some of the clips of the show or something or like some pictures, you know, or Joe can send yeah. you some pictures, maybe yep. some screenshots. <laughs> She's got them. She's got them in her camera roll ready to go. 100%. <laughs> oh, you should see my camera. <laughs> So of all the things that you deal with, what do you get the most satisfaction from treating? The things that are most satisfying to me are the things that I know are the most satisfying to my viewers. I would have to say like a dilated pore of whiner, which is a giant blackhead. Um, They're really big ones. They're like almost like rocks that come out, but they come out very cleanly. You know, so that's the other nice thing. There's usually no blood, no surgery, nothing. You just kind of like, you just need a little pinch and a, and a little squeeze around or twisting. And there's something that comes out that looks like a kitchen plug or something, you know, like old school <laughs> kitchen plug. So those are actually very satisfying for a lot of people. And uh, interestingly, I don't know if Joe knows this, but I've said this in other interviews before. Um, I hope you don't mind. I called you Joe because everybody, I think she's no, calling that's you Joe. Okay. Right? okay. Yeah. No, we're on nickname basis for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that I am, that I am not actually a personal popaholic. Like I say, I joke that I'm a born again popaholic because I <laughs> had many patients who've had big blackheads and I was, you know, usually we don't, remove those. And nor would I think a doctor in Australia remove them because they're considered cosmetic. There's no reason to remove them. They're not life-threatening. They're not, it's not medically necessary. But now when I see a good one, I say, okay, hold on. We, we, we're going to have to turn the camera on for this one. Cause I think you're <laughs> going to give a lot of people some joy and happiness. So I'm personally not a popaholic. I don't personally derive that pleasure or that happiness from the pimple popping, but I get it. I totally understand it now. Do a lot of patients consent to you filming stuff? Are they like, yeah, go for it? Like, or a lot of people embarrassed and they don't want you? No, most people, um, most people do it and they, they want to do it. In fact, a lot of people come from far away to have it done. And in fact, they, sometimes I might think that something is not really has to be filmed or we're in a hurry and I don't necessarily have the time. And I think they're actually let down. You know, because there's something to be said about having something that you could watch later, especially when you're having something removed that has caused you a lot of emotional and maybe even physical distress throughout your life. I really like to, you know, it kind of gives you ownership of it later. Like you feel Mm -hmm. like you, you, and that's the other reason why I like to have people hold or touch or see whatever we remove, uh, Mm -hmm. because I think that it kind of gives that person that goodbye. You're done now. Thank goodness you're off of me. You know, that kind of thing. It's the closure they needed. Yeah. (laughs) 
So one of Hannah's greatest inventions was attaching a spray nozzle to her glycolic acid toner and she'd (laughs) spray it on her back knee. And that's a tip that she shared on this podcast, but you've actually gone one better with your SLMD skincare range and you've got a salicylic acid body spray. Was that specifically designed to treat back knee? Uh, Yes. uh, Glycolic acid is great too. Salicylic acid in particular is very good for acne because it is crystallizes to a small enough size to actually settle within your pores. So not only is it sort of exfoliating the surface, but it's also settling down your pores and kind of cleaning out the inside side of the pore. And uh, that's great. Hannah, you see, you're halfway to being a pimple popper. (laughs) You figured stuff out. But uh, salicylic acid and glycolic acid are great. But I think in general, if you had a choice and you have acne or bacne, you want to use salicylic acid. It's great for all skin types too. And it's it's very easy on your hair and your skin, whether it's really dry or oily. But you know, if you can have something like like Hannah did to spray on your back, that's great, especially if you can't take a shower right after the other other big thing with these sorts of things now, salicylic or glycolic acid, is to spray the inside of your mask. Because, you know, if you're wearing a mask around and it's like wearing underwear, I feel like, you know, you should change it every day. But do we? Because they're sitting in our car. Yeah. If you spritz the inside of your mask and like wave it dry, it helps to because it's hard for us because we're wearing makeup and you don't want to like put something on your skin. And so it's nice to spray the inside. You feel like you're getting a little fresh, a little clean cleanliness of the area. Yeah, we did mention that tip. We saw you mentioned that quite early on when all of this coronavirus stuff started happening and we already mentioned it on the podcast. So we are actually really true fans. Yeah. (laughs) So we're always told by experts not to squeeze pimples and blackheads, which I don't always follow. How does a professional extraction differ from us doing it ourselves at home? Well, I think the the thing is that when you have a pimple, uh, there's every stage that a pimple is in is not always the, uh, the stage to extract it. So there are many times where somebody will see me that has pimples and might want something squeezed, and I will tell them it's not time yet. It's just going to make it worse. So I think that a professional, per se, may be able to better identify the ideal window in which to remove something. But I think I, I can relay this knowledge certainly to anybody. You know, just understand that the deeper the inflammation is, or the deeper that you might be traumatizing your skin, the more risk you have of it not going away or getting scarring or infection. So, you know, when you have that pimple that is under there, like you can't even really see anything, Mm -hmm. you just feel it when you touch it, it's not time, right? Because you know that if you Mm -hmm. just squeeze that, it's going to come back bigger and then he'd be this huge red painful bump under there and it still has to come to the surface. The ideal time to remove, to help ease a pimple out the rest of the way is when it's the most superficial in the skin. When it's what's technically called a pustule, but a lot of people call it a whitehead, because it has a white surface. That's because, you know, imagine what a pimple is, is it's really just your body is fighting this bacteria and this foreign body, you know, this dead skin and bacteria and stuff that is in there causing this red bump. So it's actually enlisting your immune system to send all these white blood cells and things to fight off this infection, so to speak. So that's why you get a pustule because it's actually rounding up. That's your own cells. Your own cells trying to like round up this bacteria and push it out. So that's what's happening when you get that pustule at the end. It's emerging to the surface. And when it's the most superficial, that's when you can potentially nick it or give it a nice little light squeeze and you can express the contents. And that's when it will usually feel better and resolve. Because if you don't get all that out, it can usually just kind of 
stay around for longer, as we all know, because we've all kind of squeezed something probably. Yeah. <laughs> but the best thing I, I would say is people, for people at home is really try to keep your hands off the areas and it's hard. I understand that. But there's ways to try to help to distract you. You know, you want to keep busy with your hands. So you're doing something else. You know, if you're just sitting around and staring at a magnifying mirror, that's not going to help. If you want to use like little pimple band-aids, you know, this little hydrocolloid that people talk about, mm-hmm. cutting them into circles and putting them on the spots or even using a little acne spot treatment like you guys might have in Australia, sulfur or, um, you know, different over the ca- salicylic acid, over the counter acne spot treatments. And you could place them on there. And it's sort of like a little zit facial, you know, a little pimple Mm -hmm. facial so that, you know, to keep your hands off of it. Because a lot of times when we're talking, you'll just reach up and start picking at it, right? You won't even realize you're doing it until it's too late. So it's nice to have something to remind you, okay, I'm not supposed to touch it. And this is actually helping to treat it in the meantime. Have you seen everybody on TikTok using those hydrocolloid band-aids on their faces? What do you think of that? Well, I think it's a little bit extensive to plaster a whole big piece slab <laughs> all over your face. Like I, I tell people, get like a little hole punch. And just punch little, you know, circles. Oh, yeah. Right? What a great tip. Then you can do that in a little spot treatment. Yes. Instead of walking around, because I I could imagine I would forget about that and I would walk out the house and like all of a sudden I have this big like... slab of something on my on my forehead so so you obviously deal with a lot of patients with congestion concerns and I wondered what your favorite ingredients are for managing both inflammatory and non-inflammatory congestion I mean blackheads and whiteheads are really defined as more non-inflammatory acne or the building blocks of acne that's when you're you know blackheads are obviously where they're open to the air so I know Joe knows all this she could probably tell us anyway (laughs) it's open to the air and it turns (laughs) it it's dark on the surface. That's why, because it oxidizes. But the whiteheads usually have a fine covering of skin over them. And they're both just pores that get clogged with debris, dead skin cells and oil. That's sort of like a non-inflammatory congestion. You usually target treatment with something that's going to help to clean out those pores, right? Like I mentioned salicylic acid, like retinol um, or retin-A, which is a prescription, Those are the two probably main things that you talk about over the counter. And then you can talk about inflammatory congestion, which is when you have a blackhead or a whitehead, and now there's some inflammation there. That's that red pimple that you get. And that's usually because bacteria has decided to set up shop, you know, like they're in there now and they're now it's realizing, oh, this is this perfect environment. It's nice and warm here. There's food available. I'm just going to grow and thrive. And there's a bacteria called Propionobacterium acnes that lives on our skin. And it usually thrives in this kind of environment. And that's when you get those red pimples. And that is because your body is realizing that it's there and trying to fight it off, you know. So that's where you get that pain and that increased pressure from this area that's just swelling. And that's when you want to target it more with antibacterials, whether that be topical antibiotics that you can get maybe over the counter there or prescription wise or oral antibiotics, things by mouth. Here in the US, we have benzoyl peroxide too. I think you guys have sulfur as well. That is a good like antibacterial over the counter. So there's really two different kind of ways to target acne, whether it's inflammatory or non-inflammatory. And so that's the, actually the, probably the key for a lot of people if you can't see a doctor is to realize what type of acne you have so that you can use the 
specific kind of product that is going to be more helpful for that type of acne. Mm-hmm. I think the point that you raised there about seeing a doctor if you can is really important if you are suffering with acne concerns. Mm-hmm. So do you have an all-time favorite pop or is it too hard to pick favorites? I have a lot of favorites. I just, I have people who are dear to me, like um, <laughs> just wonderful patients that have, and it's a combination of a really good, amazing pop and also the people, you know, like the, mm. the, that's the part that I love the most about what I do is really the patients that you get to meet and you learn so much from. There are some people that are really dear to my heart. For example, uh, we call him Pops. Uh, he's one of the original OGs on the on the YouTube channel. He's a gentleman who lost his wife. And uh, he's been a longtime patient, but I, the first time I ever extracted blackheads, his wife had just passed away. And he's usually, you know, he's the type of person that you have patients that when they come in, they always come in with their with their husband or wife. You know, you mm-hmm. never see them apart. And he was one of them. And so that day, I thought it was really weird, strange that he did not come in with her. And he just told us that she had passed away while we were filming this. And it, it really... People never knew what he looked like, but they heard the anguish and the sadness in his voice and how how distraught he was and worried about money and just lost. And this was like early on. This is when we first started YouTube channel. And because of people who followed it and fell in love with him, they all we all decided to start a GoFundMe. It was kind of a crazy thing that I decided to do that the last minute. I didn't even ask him. I was like, okay. And then the next day I was like, what did I do? <laughs> but he, but uh, he, you know, he was happy about it. He, we, they, we raised $12,000 for him. Wow. And nobody even know his face, right? You don't even know who he is. And yeah. he is older, so he doesn't go on the internet. He didn't really, he knew we were doing this, but he didn't really understand the impact that he had on people until he saw that and all the messages he got from people around the world. So it was a really nice, a nice thing. It made you feel good. And I think it made people around the world feel good too, that they were doing something for somebody that they would never ever meet or even recognize if they walk, he walked past them, or maybe they recognize his blackheads, that kind of thing. I just wanted to ask you finally, because something I know, always notice across your channels is how beautiful your hair is. We're very jealous. Can you tell us, do you have any like favorite products that you use? It's jeans. I mean, you have beautiful hair too. I mean, like I'm very <laughs> lucky that I inherited this hair from my parents. You know, it used to be fuller. I, I feel like just the stress of um, the show and, and pimple popping is probably make. And there's something from COVID, really, pan- the pandemic, that people have lost a little bit more of their hair. It's called, it's telogen effluvium. There's like a pandemic hair loss kind of thing. But that oh, grows, really? The hair grows back. Yeah, because what happens is stressful events will trigger your hair. Kind of like when you have a baby, a lot of people lose their hair and their hair grows back. It's because a stressful event will trigger a lot of your hair to go through the death cycle, which is a normal part of the cycle of hair, more of it to cycle during a stressful event. So usually it happens within three to six months of like the stressful event. So that's why a lot of women who have babies, they might start losing their hair like three to six months afterwards, but you have little baby hairs Mm -hmm. growing back out. So anyway, I, I, I'm lucky 
that I don't have to do very much with it. I mean, I, I need that Beyonce shirt. I think that was named after me. I woke up like this because my hair <laughs> looks exactly like how I fall asleep usually because uh, it's so straight. It doesn't really do very much. But um, yes. So you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. But thank you. That's so nice of you. Well, I am absolutely honored to be able to talk to you today. It's like a life dream. I can die happily now. So I'm very, very excited to have spoken to you today. Thank you so much. You have to come visit and watch a pimple popping in person. Yes. You can extract some of Hannah's blackheads. And And she'll watch. watch. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yes, you could do that. Joey doesn't get blackheads or pimples, so it'll have to be me in the chair. (laughs) That's why she has to watch the videos. She's got to, otherwise she doesn't feel like a full person (laughs) exactly right and we are awaiting your slmd skincare range to arrive here in australia so do let us know when it gets here because i'm very keen to try it out and hannah needs to get that salicylic acid body spray my back knee thank you oh you know what we might have to send you some things i'll see i don't know if we i don't know how that works but let me ask her okay yeah amazing love it thank you so much for joining us it's so nice to talk to you guys thanks so much bye Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.